this morning I want want to uh, bring you what I think the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. And, and the title of this message is, There Has to Be More Than What I Have. There has to be more than, than what I'm experiencing today. There has to be. You know, last week... Uh, we had our celebration Sunday, and, and I encouraged everyone when they went down you know, on the east side of the building here to, to, to share a testimony with, with somebody that, you know, with a friend or with a, you know, somebody from the Oakton body or, or, or a friend or, or a stranger. You know, just share something that God has done in your life as a testimony to who he is. You know, and, and, you know, I've visited with a lot of people and, and, uh, but Joel, Joel Manable and I had, you know, had a time just sharing about who God is and what he had, he had done for us. You know, back in the Old Testament, you know, when, when they, when God parted the waters or did something significant for the children of Israel, a lot of times they would, he would command them to, to gather up a pile of rocks, you know, one for each for each tribe, and and make a pile, and and do that as a remembrance of what God had done for them at this place. You know, and and it wasn't so they could worship the rocks, but it was just as a remembrance when their grandchildren and their great grandchildren come by and say, Grandpa. You know, what's that pile of rocks for? They could say, son, here's what God did right here. You know, and as parents and and grandparents and great-grandparents, we need to be passing on the, our testimonies to our grandkids. When they ask, you know, what happened here? You can set them down. And tell them what God did for you there at this particular time. My question to you this morning is this, where where do we find the more of God that I'm looking for? Where where do we go looking for for more of God? For this place that I'm not at right now, but a place that I want to be. You know, where where do we go find that place? Uh, And I I may have told this, this this is one of my pile of rocks that I'm going to share with you this morning. You know, about 45 years ago, uh, we, we were involved with a church in Golden City, and, and uh, you may have heard this story before, but if you, if you have, just go along with me because it gets us to where, where I want to go. Uh, you know, we were, we were young. I was young. Suzanne was really young. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the church that we were involved in 
want to have an evangelistic outreach and, and go into the community and reach those that, that weren't church, that weren't going to church anywhere, and, and, uh, and, and they wanted to kind of focus in on, on young families. Okay, so uh, they, you know, whoever was in charge, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, you know, we, we targeted some families in the area, and, and Gene and Joe Bartlett were part of that group. And we, we divided up the names and, and uh, went and visited some people. And, and this one particular house that, that Suzanne and I went to uh, was a young couple. You know, they were, you know, a little older than we were, but, you know, they had three or four kids. And we knocked on the door, and, and uh, they invited us in. And, and you know, we, we sat on one side of the living room on a couch, and they sat on, on the other side in some chairs. And... and uh, we started telling them about how great our church was, you know, and it's 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 obvious that that you know uh, they'd be interested in in children's church, and we had you know a great bunch of uh, Sunday school teachers, and and uh, you know really focusing in on on the kids and and stuff like that. And and before we went, you know, we'd known what we were going to do for a couple of weeks, and you know, I I was. I was terrified about doing this. I, I was terrified. And, and I practiced all the questions that I thought that they might ask. You know, that, well, if they ask this question, here's going to be my answer. And if they ask this question, here's going to be my answer. And, and you know, I went down my, my checklist and, you know, I knew what the answer was going to be. And, you know, when we was kind of winding down and, and and got to the place where, you know, we're hopefully going to get a commitment from them. You know, I, I can remember this just just like it was yesterday. You know, the, the the guy said, Well, if we come to your church, what good will it do me? And that's not one of the questions that I practiced. <laughs> you know, it and and I didn't have an answer. You know, I did not have an answer to the question, what good would it do me if I came to church? And, you know, I looked at Suzanne, and she looked at me, and we just kind of stared at each other for just a little bit. And, and you know, as, as graciously as we could, you know, we, we thanked them for their time and, and, you know, encouraged them to, you know, come to church next Sunday and, and and we left. We left not being able to tell them what good it would do them to come to our church. You know, and anyway, we we went back to church and we kind of met there and and uh, you know I don't know whether that came up when we got back there or not. You know, it, it's kind of foggy, but. Uh, but I remember, you know, I was at the point that, that you know, if, if this is all there is to being, being a Christian, if, if I don't know what good it's going to do somebody else to come to church, 
what am I doing here? You know, what am I doing here? And 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 Larry, you know, I, I was at the point where, you know, I, I was almost done. Because I'd been a Christian for for eight, ten years, probably nine years. And and I had no idea of why. Had no idea why. You know, I was you know, I was a a spiritual toddler. You know what a toddler is? You know, they need they need everything done for them. You know, they need to be told when to go out and when to come in. You know, you got to change their diapers. And that's who I was. You know, I was a spiritual toddler. Every place I went, I made a mess. And somebody else had to clean it up. So... You know, that was, you know, Joel, that was a pile of rocks for me because it, from that point on, you know, I'd made a decision that I was, I was going to find out what good it was for me to be a Christian, why I should, why I should go to church. And, and if I couldn't, you know, if, if God didn't show me, if I didn't get a revelation of what, what my purpose was here and, and why we go to church, then, then I was, I was quitting. You know, there there was no need to to be messing with this stuff if God didn't make a difference, and and that began our quest to to find out, you know, who God was, who I who I was, or who I was supposed to be, and and how I, what I needed to do to get where. God wanted me to be. Okay? Turn, turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 11. And, and, and there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, we're, we're not going to cover every nook and cranny of the, of the path that, that, that we took. There, there were people that God placed in our lives you know that that were God sent. That were God sent people that that spoke into our lives and and headed us in the right direction and and you know give us the word of God and 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 loved on us when we weren't very lovable or at least I wasn't. Suzanne was. I, I wasn't very lovable. You know how. You, you know you guys that's got toddlers know that. That sometimes it takes faith to love your toddler, you know, and 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 that's who I was. But in 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 Luke chapter eleven, verse nine, it says this: "So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given to you. Seek." And keep on seeking, and you'll find. Knock, and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. 
What father among you, if his son asks for a loaf of bread, and will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will instead of fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Verse 13 says, If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask him? Praise God. That, that, that verse of Scripture right there is another pile of rocks. Because I found out that, that you know, 10 years or 11 years ago, when I received Jesus as my Lord, that wasn't it. That, that wasn't the, the last thing that God had for me. That was only the beginning. I found out that I could ask for the, for the gift of the Holy Spirit, and he would give it to me. So I did, and he did. Amen. Glory to God. One of the, the big pile of rocks that I've got in my testimony pile over here as a reminder of who, who my God is. In John chapter 14, in John chapter 14, verse 26, and, and this is in the Amplified also, it says, but the comforter, my counselor, my helper, my intercessor, my advocate, my strengthener, and my standby, who is the Holy Spirit. Right there, it identifies who our comforter and our counselor is, our helper, the one that intercedes for us, our advocate, our strengthener, and our standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit, God sent the Holy Spirit to me, to Jim Worth, to be my teacher. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because that right there answers answers the question that, that I had, you know, there has to be more of God than, I'm, than I've got. And how do I get it? The Holy Spirit is my teacher. And when I invited him into my life and received him, and, and he was faithful to his word and he sent the Holy Spirit, glory to God, he, he began to be my teacher. And, and, and the word of God was, just, was a new book, Jeremy. Unbelievable. It, it was more than I could ever imagine or dream of. Yeah. <laughs> and he will cause you, and he will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall. He will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything that I've told you. Glory to God. You know, your heart knows more than your head does. As you get into the Word of God and, and meditate on the Word of God and think about it and just mull it over and just you know spend two or three hours on one verse of Scripture just, just thinking about it, and that gets down into your spirit, 
Your head may not remember it, but it's in your spirit. And he will remind you about that word that's in your heart when you need the word to speak into the situation that you're facing right now. Glory to God. As we, as we begin to grow from, from this point, from, from this encounter that we had with a guy that, that I didn't have the answer for, as, as we begin to grow, you know, the, the word of God just became alive. And, and, you know, and I know you guys may get tired of hearing this, but Mark chapter 16, glory to God. That's one of the, that's one of the most important Verses of scripture in the Bible, as far as I'm concerned. It tells us what we need to be doing. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. He who believes and adheres to and trusts in and relies on the gospel and him who it sets forth is, and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust in and rely on the gospel and him whom it sets forth will be condemned. And these attesting signs will follow those that believe. You know, I, I, I was qualified for this right here because I was a believer. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new languages. They'll pick up serpents. And even if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will get well. We have to know the good news to preach it. We have to, we have to, have, we have to know what the word of God says to be a proclaimer of it. We have to know the one with the power to cast out demons. And we have to know the healer to lay hands on the sick and they be healed. You know, one of the most memorable prayers that, that I ever prayed, you know, was this. Father, show me the truth of your word. Protect me from from anything that is false and and would lead me down the wrong path. Father, you're faithful to your word. You're faithful to me. You're a faithful God. And Father, just protect me and, and show me what's right and what's wrong. In my, pursu- in my pursuit to know you. And he has been faithful for over 45 years. You know, and I'm not looking for him to, to be anything other than that. Amen. You know, in, in James chapter 
1. By the way, James is an excellent book. You know, and if you'd like to know a little bit more about James, I'd invite you to come to the Bible study on Wednesday nights that that Jeremy and, and Billy's having back here in the Revelation room, digging into the book of James. You know, the the only problem with 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 that Bible study is that we're trying to cover a a chapter a week, and you can't do it justice. We we might cover one or two verses a week, and and you know really dig into the Word of God and and find out everything that that's in it. But uh, the book of James is 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 an awesome book. But James chapter one, verse twenty. Let's start with verse 22 here. It says, But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. And and we talked about this about six or eight weeks ago about about being a doer of the word and if you're if you're a hearer only and you're not a doer you've deceived yourself verse 23 says and if any one only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it he is like a man who looks carefully into his own natural face at his own natural face in a mirror for he thoroughly observes him thoughtfully for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like but he who looks carefully into the faultless law of liberty and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it not being a heedless hearer who forgets but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, in his life of obedience. You know, what I'm talking about here this morning is, is, is not a 90-day uh, workout plan. Okay, you know, if, if, if I went to Brooke and Taylor's you know, place up here and, and they got me on a good diet, you know, and, and, you know, I quit eating all the junk that I shouldn't be eating and, and I started exercising, you know, lifting weights and, and, you know, running and, and, and doing everything that it's going to take to get my, my body in shape. You know, in, in 90 days, I could surely lose 20 pounds or maybe, maybe 30 pounds, you know, if I really, if I really took it seriously, you know. But if I'd quit that, you know, what I lost would quickly find me. You know, when I quit exercising like I should and when I quit eating like I, I should, you know, everything that I lost would come back and... and it's 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 looking for me, you know, and it's going to jump back on. You know, and, and the same thing is is true with 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 this 
with this journey that I'm talking to you about this morning. It, it's, it's not a 90-day plan to know Jesus and, and to know what belongs to me and, and to get to the place where, you know, I want more of you, God, more than anything else. And then, you know, after 90 days is up, you know, forget about it and just go back to, to the old, my old lifestyle. But, it, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's just not a plan, but it, it's a lifestyle. In, in James chapter 4, you're, you're right there close. It says this. Come close to God. Oh, that's not the right one up there. I was going to read it off the James 4, 8. It says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. In other words, you know, we, we need to get to the place where we're, you know, we want to get closer to God more than anything else. Get closer to God more than anything else. The more that I'm, I'm talking about here is, is in our relationship with Jesus. Our knowing him and knowing his love for us. In Romans chapter 8, or no, chapter 5, verse 8. You know, and one thing that I found out in, in, this, in this journey in this quest for 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 more of him is that that I didn't get I didn't have to get good enough to qualify because you can't get good enough to qualify he qualified me when I received him as my lord you know he he died for me while I was still in my I was still the, the stinking Jim Worth that I, that I was. But he didn't leave me there. Right. Glory to God. In Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? You know, this is not the exact question that, that I received that night when I was trying to 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 tell this guy why why he should be coming to our church he, he wanted me to answer this question who do you say that who are you telling me that Jesus is i didn't know i didn't know who he was and they said unto him some say that thou art john the baptist some elias others jeremiah or one of the prophets but then he said unto them, 
Who do you say that I am? You know, I don't want to know what other people are saying about me. What I want to know is, who do you say I am? Who do you say Jesus is? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, the, the, the name Peter means, means rock. It means Petros, which is, which is a rock. And, you know, I've I, I heard it preached, and this may be, may be true, that, that Jesus built his church upon Peter. But I think what he was saying here is that upon this rock, the rock of the revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. That's, that's, the, that's the foundation and the rock that, that he's talking about here is the revelation of who Jesus is. Not, not, not on a man, you know, and, and Peter was a great guy. But he wasn't perfect, you know, and neither am I. But, you know, I, th- I think what he was talking about here is, is the revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Messiah. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, Jesus refers, himself, refers to himself as the cornerstone. You know, we can, and we're not going to go there this morning for the sake of time. But in John chapter 1, it talks about Jesus and the Word are one. Jesus and the Word is one. In in Psalms 107 verse 20, it said he sent his Word and he healed us and delivered us from all our destruction. In 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15... It says this, but in your hearts set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge him as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope that is in you, but do it courteously and respectfully. We need to be always ready to be able to answer why we have a hope on the inside of us. You know, that night, 45 years ago, when, when we went to this couple's house and, and, and was asked the question that we were asked, you know, I, I kind of felt like a, you know, a tractor salesman. Trying to sell a product that I didn't know anything about. You know, if, if, if I showed up at, at Howard 
Overman's house out there, and I was going to try to sell him a sell him a combine. You know, and and you know we we had one out there on demo, and and you know, and I didn't know how to set the header height control, and you know, I didn't know how to set the speed. I didn't know how to uh, how to to program the A B line so that that when he got to the end and he had a 30-foot header on there and we could program it to, to make the turn at the end of, the, at the, end of the, the land and come back down, you know, and not miss a, not miss a head, of, head of grain. If I didn't know how to program all that stuff, he's not going to know what that combine can do. You know, if, if I didn't know how to look at the... At, at all the monitors over there, and it's given me the 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 more grain, the moisture of the grain, and and how much I'm losing out the back end, whether I need to speed up or whether I need to slow down. If I don't know how to set any of that, he doesn't know that that combine will is is capable of doing that. Well, I was in the same position that night. You know, I was asked, and and should have been able to to present Jesus, but I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. But today I know. Today I know, and today you should know right. who, who your Jesus is. That's good. Amen? Yes. Is there more... Is there more to Jesus and what I have, definitely. You know, I've found that, that whatever the amount is that I have of Jesus, there is an infinite amount more that I don't have. There's more of him that I, that I don't have than what I have, but I have so much more than I had 45 years ago. I know that he's the God that he can heal you and, and will heal you yes. and is, is waiting for you to, to fall at his feet and claim that healing. That's right. If you're not saved this morning, praise team, if you're not saved this morning, he wants you saved, born again, set free from whatever junk that's going on in your life. That's right. Amen. Yes. There's more to God than what, than what I have. And, and I would wager that there's probably more to God than what you have. But we have to do something to reach out and to grab a hold of that and, and to possess to possess who he is. And it's all involved in the relationship that we have with him. Receiving everything that he wants us to have. First of all, he wants us to have him. Glory to God. We don't have to get good enough because we can't get good enough. But he saved us while we were Still messed up, you know, going to hell. But he loved us so much that he gave his son 
so we could live. The word says he sent his word and he healed our body. He gave us peace for our anxieties and our fears and all the other oppression and depression that, that, that Satan tries to bring on us. My God brought us peace. And so did yours. How do we find that out? By spending time with him. By receiving his Holy Spirit so his Holy Spirit can be your teacher and your guide, your counselor, your intercessor, the one that comes alongside you and puts his arm around you and says, hey, Joe, it's going to be okay. Follow me. If... If that is you this morning, if, if, if you need more of God than what you currently have, just by a step of faith, I'd ask you to stand up and come to the altars and say, God, I need more of you. I don't have everything that I need to have. You know, I don't understand everything, but, but, but you're my teacher. You're my intercessor. You're, you're, you're the one that comes alongside me and encourages me with, with your word. If that's you this morning, I'd invite you to come. If you need prayer, uh, get my attention and, I, and I'd be happy to pray with you.